Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Jackie, look, uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Uh, welcome to the Dead Hedgehogs podcast. Thanks a million um, for having me on. Fair play, Jackie. So I suppose um, just getting stuck into it, like uh, obviously um, for anyone that might know the very famous Healy Ray name in that might be from outside of the country, you're, mm-hmm. you're part of a family that is very well known in Ireland and some of the most fam- famous politicians over the last um say 30 or 40 years really starting with your grandfather you know so um can we go to the start the roots of your your grandfather getting into politics first uh, a man yeah. the man you were named after after himself yeah absolutely um i suppose my grandfather back he would have always have been he was a Fianna Fáil man he was um he, he would have been very much in the grassroots of Fianna Fáil here in Kerry so Kerry at the time because before the, constitu- the constituency was rewritten and um, it was South Kerry and North Kerry were, were the were the doll boundaries at the time. Yeah. And uh, he would have been a director of elections for many Fianna Fáil councillors and many Fianna Fáil TDs uh, back in the 60s and the 70s. And then in 1973, he was co-opted onto Kerry County Council um, uh, for, for Fianna Fáil. And, uh, and from then until 1997, he was a Fianna Fáil councillor, and like that, he'd be running elections for Fianna Fáil TDs, uh, John Leary, uh, an ex Kerry right. TD, and, uh, and even the former minister, John O'Donoghue, he would have directed a lot of campaigns for them. And um, it, that led us then to, to 1997, uh, when, when the time came for, for Kerry to pick their candidates for the, for the Dáil election in 97. And he felt at that time, I remember he was a councillor since 1973 and he had ran many a campaign for Fianna Fáil and very successfully. And um, he thought that it was his time that, that first of all, he felt for the party that they needed to run three candidates and the party didn't agree. And he told them that at at the time that it wasn't going to be successful unless they put three, three candidates on the ticket and they didn't heed his warning anyway. And, um, the rest is history, really. He went independent from then on and ran three. And he was he was definitely justified in doing that after after serving a party for so long, and from not to be ran. Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose that's the way he felt, and he had a meeting with uh, the Din Party leader Bertie Horn at the time in Dublin, and uh, the last words that Bertie said to him was that he'd be in contact with him, and the next time he heard from Bertie Horn was when he was looking for his support to support the government after being elected. <laughs> that, that was that was uh, ironic in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that's kind of that's kind of how it all started. And and then my father, um, after my grandfather being elected in '97, at the time we had we still had the dual mandate where you could be a county councillor and a TD at the same time. Yeah. So um, my father run ran for the council in '99 uh, in the Clarkland electoral 
Leary at the time and got elected by the skin of his teeth. And in 2003, the dual mandate was abolished and my uncle Danny was co-opted to Kerry County Council at the time and then ran subsequently in 2004. Um, then my cousin Johnny was, was co-opted to the council in 2011 when my father was elected to the Dáil. And my cousin Mara was co-opted to the council then in 2014, 2016, sorry, when Danny was elected to the Dáil. And then I ran for the council myself. In as an independent. As an independent, yeah. yeah. And yeah. every, so every Healy Ray outside of my grandfather has always ran as an independent. My grandfather yeah. was the only person who ever uh, ran for uh, Fianna Fáil. Uh, people often mistake that they think you know that my father my, my father was a member of Fianna, the Fianna Fáil party for many years yeah. but never never contested an election for Fianna Fáil or we always every one of us except for my grandfather contested elections but do you, do you think if, you, if your grandfather hadn't have, have, have changed that road and gone down a different path that you would be running under the Fianna Fáil banner um it's 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 always fun to think about what would have happened well that's had, true too you know, um, if Dublin weren't playing football, May would have had five or six all Irelands <laughs> by now. That's it. That's <laughs> or it. Kerry. So it, and Kerry. <laughs> it's very hard to know. I, I, I don't know. Sure, you know, because I suppose as an independent, you can obviously kind of do what you like, and it's yeah. up to your, what you do. And so, you know, we mightn't have had the same opportunities to get on a ticket had we have had we still been members of of Fianna Fáil and and etc. So, it's you would know what had happened. Yeah. In in relation to just being an independent um, TD, and for anyone that isn't from Ireland, TD is basically our member of parliament. Yeah. Um, you you have a very um, local centric point of view in who you're. I, I'm 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 saying like you mm -hmm. have your your service to your constituents is probably the number one. Obviously, service to the country is very important, but you still have to put your local politics front and center. And I'd say, and I'd, and I'd say you would have no problem and your, and your father and your grandfather would have I had no problem admitting that. As far as the, oh, there's obviously some very successful independent TDs, but the Healy Ray name yeah. and the, their association to being an independent uh, politician mm -hmm. is, is, is very like, yeah. the most famous in the country for it. I, I think I, I think this is where a lot of politicians fall on their own sword is because to be elected nationally, you have to be elected locally. Yes. So like you, you can't be a TD unless you have the support of the people in your constituency. You can't, be elected, you can't be elected to anything unless you have the support of the people in your constituencies. And the reason, I mean, if, if people were, you know, we have proportional representation for a reason so that the, so that the people across the various different divides of the country are represented by somebody from their community or their county or 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 etc so yeah look a lot of people would accuse us of being what we what i hate the word parish pump but like uh, i think it's such a degrading way of describing a politician who looks after the people who elected them i mean if the two of you go out tomorrow and vote for somebody and if you ring them and want them to, you know, help you with something, I mean, sure. And if they help you, well, isn't that what their job is to do? 100%. And then if they don't help you, you'd be the first lads to be effy and blind when they come to the door the next time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, of course you have a responsibility to be a national legislator when you're elected to the doll. Um, 
but I think you can do that. And like I always use the example of my father would have be very strong in the campaign of trying to save our rural post offices, mm-hmm. and in doing that, I mean, if he's talking about saving rural post offices in Kerry, well, at the same time he's talking about saving post offices in Donegal or Mayo or you know, and it's not just it's not just um, the rural based. I mean, there's post offices across urban areas that are closing as well. Of course. So, yeah. You know, you 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 put a twist on on something, and of course, you you you're there to look to to represent the people of Kerry, and by doing that, you can also represent people national. I mean, something that you might say has nothing to do with with us down here is the the issue of the Moika in in Donegal and yeah. uh, across the West and, Coast and Mayo, yeah, so, and Mayo as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, and and something that my father came out and spoke very strongly and supported the campaign uh, that was led to the Dáil about that recently. And sure, it was very easy. It could have been very easy for him to keep his head down and, and stay inside in the convention center and have nothing to do with it. But you know, so we do take the responsibility. Obviously, he takes his responsibility as a as a as a national politician very seriously. But he never forgets the people who put him there. And I, no, think that's the I, I do. I do know. I do know that he, he's an exceptionally hard worker. I've, it's, I've, I've. It's one thing that was people. definitely leveled at um, Enda Kenny a lot locally around here is when he was leading the country, he was Taoiseach of the country, but he was also a Mayo politician. It's almost like it was taken for granted that he was, his seat was safe, he was Fianna Gael, and there's a large proportion of the county here that would support Fianna Gael no matter what. You know, that's that's part of party politics. Oh, but look, you you you, you oh. still have that, and you, you've, you know, um, I think that's dying down a lot. I think so know. too, yeah, especially in, yeah. In, in, in places like Dublin or, or other... Or other definitely and i even I, I even see it when when we canvas you know historically houses that might be a, a fina fall house or a finnegale house or a labor house that, that that doesn't really matter anymore it's the case of um who's doing the work and who's a good representative for you you know well even even like as you said there is kind of le- the party politics side of things i think north and south of the border is kind of leaving it a little bit and you, you, we had a discussion with Saoirse McHugh, who has subsequently, she had left uh, the Green Party and she has very different politics or ideal, ideological in certain parts of her politics than maybe the Healy Rays may have. But she, she made that quite clear. Yeah, which, which <laughs> of course. But she, uh, she also, um, she ran a campaign where the Green Party would have very minimal support in Mayo and she ran very well in the in a race to be a TD. So maybe the unconventional and maybe cult of personality does play a part in it as well, where she-, yeah. she One thing like, one thing I would pick up, and it was actually, because when I when, when Stephen asked me to, to, to come on the podcast, I said, I better listen to a few to see what the, and horror one was stood out to me because someone of a similar age to myself and uh, in sure. politics, I said, I listened to this one, but I think it's very disingenuous when people, you know, when they describe us and say that we play up to something. You know, um, like I think she she said something about Barry Cohn pretending to be a bog man and and this and kind of the same as us, you know. Um, but one thing that I'd say is we we are bog men and we 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 we've no absolute I've I've absolutely no no uh, uh, apologies for that. Ray, a, a bit of a, a history to our name. Ray is actually the name of the bog where we're from. So okay. Ray Schlock, Ray Schlock is a is a as a townland in Kilgarvan where the Healy Rays were born and raised. And what's there is a bog. 
and it was my grandmother then to differentiate from all the Healy's in Kilgarvan because there's quite a few um, added the Ray onto the name. Right. So, okay. so when people describe us as bogmen, I say, absolutely, we are bogmen because that's <laughs> <laughs> our, our, name, our, name, our name that, that that's all of you are familiar with is named after a bog. So every every year when 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 the when the turf is ready to be to be brought home, you, you say you're going to Ray because that's that's where you're going. You yeah. know, okay. so like we're not playing up to anything, but the one thing that like I and I'd say reiterate this, the difference between us and perhaps the likes of Searsha McHugh is we don't forget about the people who vote for us. Yeah. Fair enough. No. Shout out to Saoirse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the claws are out there. Um, and, and this doesn't, and obviously, we don't want to go down a direction where we're pit, we want to get sound oh, bites yeah. or anything. That's yeah. it. Like that, we're, we're not the type of podcast that's going to pull on, on those oh, type yeah. of, like, we're not some radio show with RT that just wants oh, to get no. a clip. No, but it's just interesting. You know. it, was, it was the one podcast that I actually listened to. Yeah, yeah. Well of course. I knew I knew I knew when I when I mentioned which ones but, we'd done, I, I knew you'd home in on, 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 and on there, that and there, one. But there is something about having like like we want to make sure that we're having different opinions and different um contrasting views. <laughs> but there is something about Sirshu's from a rural west of Ireland parish and she has her own views on things. And a lot of the issues that even though she is on the the other side of the spectrum to a certain degree to where some of your politics would be or Danny's it's, or it, it, and it may be a, a, like it may it, be there's, a, so, there's a, more similarities a fanciful than, idea oh, no, she, and, and don't yeah. get me wrong I've actually spoken to Sirsha in the past because she ran for the Shannon mm. and I have a vote in the Shannon so yeah. I was contacted on her canvassing run at the time and we had a very I'd say we spoke for over an hour on the phone yeah, and yeah. there was definitely um, so no, absolutely. And look, I mean, sure, if everybody agreed with each other, what should there be no crack in the world? Well, that, that's that's exactly that's exactly a, a great point. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, and then you're entitled to to agree with it or disagree with it. Absolutely. You know, and and that's the way what makes the world uh, work and, and go around. The world would be very boring otherwise. A hundred percent. What do you think of the you, the current state of politics in the country at the moment? Just to, I know that's quite broad broad question but where, where do you think we are kind of um there, you know there's a lot of how would i say lack of engagement in what's really happening um we listen to what we're being told on the news and a lot of it sometimes is sensationalized and we hone in on stuff that maybe mightn't really matter yeah and it gets blown out of proportion and like I say, like, for example, like this is one thing that really gets on my nerves, we say, at, at a very local council level. So, as you know, might know that every so often we say when the council are doing something, be it the local property tax, etc., it goes out to public consultation. And, yeah, they put an ad in the back of the news, the local newspaper, and they might throw it up in their social media and, Next thing, the consultation report comes before the council, blah, blah, blah. Four or five people um, engage with it and give their views and what they would like. And like I say, we, we had a local property tax vote whether to increase or decrease it um, by a certain percentage. And that happened uh, last Monday. And eight people responded to the, to the public consultation. But like afterwards then, when the vote was taken, and the, I, I voted against to increase it, 
but the vote passed 17 to 16 to increase it by seven and a half percent from the base rate and sure there was all merciful war after it then yeah, from yeah, everyone yeah. but like i blame the local authority for not necessarily pushing it enough i mean we're gone away from the day where people go to the back of the carry's eye to see the small print in the back 100 and, and see what's there and but then at the same time we're a culture where we're constantly reacting rather than being proactive and saying then a thousand people write in saying no 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 we don't want this or that we do want it and um so like i say i don't know like i say i i feel that there's a real lack of engagement on a lot of a lot of stuff that we should be kind of on top of from we'll say an a, a normal person who's going about their daily business that stuff that's affecting their daily lives they're not engaging enough because they're saying oh no to hell with that and you know we'll do it tomorrow or we see a lot like people do very get like that with politics where they only care when it's the vote is cast yeah I and that and that that, that could be said in in many walks of life. It's you know when it's it, when it's actually happened, then then people react. Yeah. Instead of doing something to to stop yes. it and in a, the first and place. A very typical and a very typical Irish thing is that it doesn't really matter unless it affects you. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and unless, unless it's going to affect you directly, you're kind of not bothered. Like. Yeah, and that that I think that's a problem because first you're disenfranchising yourself by right. not holding someone accountable. Mm-hmm. when it should matter you might not hold a, a passing view but it's still an important thing to be engaged and to educate yourself so when it does come to your turn to need something that you yeah. can go well Absolutely. The person, this person that I cared about they had my support it's like someone going to an all-ireland final and not going to the, all the other matches <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah and they're all ringing the week of the, the week of the final yeah, saying we're yeah, looking yeah, for a yeah. ticket here but but definitely and like that's something that I, from a very young age i always tried instilling in my friends and stuff you know registering to vote you know knowing who's on the ballot paper and knowing different issues that are that are around and uh, like i say i don't really care who people vote for and you know if I if I thought that I could get 50 people to sign up to vote tomorrow and if I knew that not one of them were going to vote for either me or a member of my family it wouldn't bother me because you know I want people to go out and vote I want people to be engaged but I also think that the ancient way that we have of signing up to vote and different ways we have around our electoral process that needs to be really modernized to to make it more accessible and like I mean at the moment two or three weeks out from an election if you want to get on the supplementary register you have to fill up this big long paper form you have to find a guard in a guard station somewhere where there's not many of them open which which could be hard to get and you and you have to get Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or wherever it's going to be before such a time uh, on such a day. I mean, instead of having everything online now and verifying it by your PPS number date of birth, I think it's... Yeah, it makes it's sense. And, and, and in this day and age, to do that and have it protected, it'll take, it takes money and it takes commitment. But I, I often think that the traditional party politics suits having that older demographic that are more likely to, to um, vote for them Right. Okay. They're more likely. They're they they're not. They're less likely to go online to vote. Obviously, there's a certain percentage, but they're they've got their their committed fan base. You mean Fina Fina Gael? Fina Gael. They, they, they absolutely do. Lines. But I think I think you have to strike a balance. You have to try and bring young people. I and like I'm the youngest member of Kerry County Council, and by a good bit, I'd say. And um, like I say, it's very. It's, it's very rarely you'd have people my own age ringing me up, engaging about an issue or asking about an issue. And, yeah. you know, I, I try and engage actively on Facebook and things like that to try and, and like I say, people might have totally differing views to what I'd have. But like I say, I really, I really love to get them involved in the debate and trying to, 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 to even just let them know what's going on. You know? yeah. I, one thing I wanted to ask you about is obviously, uh, your father is quite a colourful character, and he's uh, he's he said some very passion. He's had some very passionate debates. Let's put it that way. In the mm-hmm. doll, Danny as well. Like let's let's be honest here. Danny said some mad shit. I'm not gonna lie. that he said that there was no rain at all at all, or for a year. I was like what <laughs> but he they held like danny i suppose danny would maybe be on the slightly more conservative side to your father on certain issues or whatever but um as a young as a younger person and watching that and i don't know particularly your where you you stand on these issues you know say some of the stuff is fairly anti-science which is more at home with an older base does that yes. make sense? So, um, where 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 do where do you kind of lie on this type of stuff? But well, look, I mean, I can understand, I can understand where they're coming from, and I can understand their point of views. But like, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, climate change is real, and climate change is happening. And but I would agree with them in this in this fact that we can only do what you know certain things in like. How would I say we're not going to change the world ourselves here of course. Uh, in, in this country, but there are certain things that we can do to help the situation. But like if you if you ask me, do I think that putting a, a ban on, on burning turf in, in, a, in a fire is going to save the world? Well, then no, it's not. Yeah, well, I, 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 let's get realistic here yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And like, like, let me put it this way. It's a lovely thought. Yeah, I I've, I have a diesel Jeep outside the door, right? And I have absolutely no problem trading that for an electric Jeep in the morning once it can do the same thing that I require it to do. Yeah. But unfortunately, we're going so far ahead of ourselves by saying, yes, by 2030, we're going to ban, ban all these cars, but yet we don't have the infrastructure in place to, to even... So, like, 
it's very the government should be trying to bring people along by in, instead of you know saying this is what we're doing either get on board or you'll be left behind because the the the, the stick approach isn't going to work and you have to put incentives in place for people to use it like public transport in this country is abysmal and in in the county and in the county that i'm from it's even worse and like we have a situation where we have we we have one of the most unusual villages in the country in in a place called farron four in county kerry you have top class roads in and out of it you have an airport you have a train station but yet the bus that comes through the village has to stop in the middle of the N22, which is the main road between Killarney and Tralee, one of the busiest routes in the county, and has to stop in the middle of the road two or three times a day, holds up all the traffic because bus air and air and road air can't come to an agreement to let the bus pull into the train station. Wow. So like, that's, so, that's very old that's Irish. Like, so do you, know, do you know what I mean? And, and it's the same in Killarney where you have the train station on one side of the fence, literal fin- a literal steel green fence, and you have the bus station on the other side of the fence, but they can't come to an agreement to put a bit of a flyover between the two to connect the two. Surely, so surely like, they, they have to be governed by the same body. Well, when it goes up to the top. See, the, but, this is where you get the inefficiencies of civil service as well. And yeah, the, exactly. And, 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 and see, if, if we like, we had a great railway network in this country. Fantastic. That's right. It yeah. was one of the it was one of the only good things that we ever got from the British. From the British. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and and in and, and what we did was we turned a lot of the train stations into schools. And yeah. then what we're what we're doing with the railway lines now, instead of putting the railway lines back into use, we're putting bicycles over them for greenways. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So yeah. like it, fair enough if you want to although they are beautiful the, greenways let's let it be said. absolutely and yeah, and, and we have three of them coming them. online and carry in the next couple of years and they will be phenomenal for uh, for an, and a great economic driver for for like i say predominantly rural areas but like i say we could still have greenways and train and, and yeah, railway yeah. um but like so i don't know it's yeah like i say coming back to the views of, of and the crux of your question Yes, there is a lot of things that we would agree on, but there's a lot of things that we would disagree on and things that we would have different views on and might have different approaches to, you know? And like I say, the the climate change one is obviously a big one that's always leveled at us. And I I would have no problem in saying that climate change is happening. It's real. I learned about it a lot in geography in school and and it was taught. And I think it was taught to our generation better than it was. Yeah. past generations and, yeah. I, and i think there's might be a lack of understanding and, and things like that and look i mean like i say everyone's entitled to their opinion and everyone but one thing that i don't like is that just because one of us say one thing that oh then the rest of us must be thinking the same way you know and just be, and it's not a case of oh michael healy ray or denny healy ray said this the healy rays said this when yeah. in reality there's five of us with five individual brains that have perfect functioning and, and able to speak for ourselves. Yeah, I, 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 and I can imagine that would get very frustrating when, as you said, like you're your own person, you're, you're independently elected, you've got your own set of constituents that have got behind you there, you know, the, and that you serve because you're at the end of the day, you're a public servant. Um, so I'm, I can understand that the frustration that Michael or Danny said this, so Jackie thinks yes. this, mm-hmm. and, and being obviously yep. a councillor not a, on in in the national um, 
in the in the mm-hmm. national parliament or the doll as mm-hmm. we all say here is like it takes precedence because it has the most national attention oh absolutely yeah absolutely and like like i say don't get me wrong like there's a lot of a lot of big stuff that we would 100% agree and then that I'd be very much in line um, with with my father and my uncle and but you know there, there's how would I say there's different ways of coming at them and different ways of putting your views across indeed, indeed was it was it a natural was it always on the cards for you to go into this um I, yeah I so from a very young age I would have always I'm so I'm one of five in my in my house and I'm the only one that kind of caught the political bug of, of the okay. of the five and from a very young age when my father was a counselor um i would have been going to a lot of meetings and there was actually a, a very good picture in my house from 2003 um where i was sitting in the mayor's chair in the, the council chamber and 16 years later i was there myself you know yeah and i always i always knew that i would like to and again to attempt to get into politics because you obviously have to be elected to to get into it but um i never thought that it would happen this early in in my life but it's just the way that things went uh, and the the way the cards fell and that i i from the age of 18 i was working with my father in my in his office and um i did i did my apprenticeship there for five years and um I, I said that in 2019, 2014 came too quick for me. Um, and I said in 2019, look, that I want to, to take a stab at it and, and, and see how I get on. I, I was nervous enough. I, I thought that maybe that it might be a bit too soon, but I should put the head down and knocked on, knocked on the doors from the 2nd of January until the, until the 14th of May. And um, we, got, we got over the line in the finish. Yeah, I, I, I know... Like, I know that if you're... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Half as a hard a worker as your father. I, I watched Living with Lucy. Yeah. With, with, and, I, and I actually thought this guy is a great character. And the oh, family is a great character. character. There's one, definitely and one thing that no one can it was, It's the only Living with Lucy I've ever watched, actually. Would you believe that? <laughs> But I don't know. There's something just it was on the it was on, and it, and I don't usually watch television. But it, whatever happened, it just caught me eye, and I, and I and I got hooked in it. Mm-hmm. So it was and, you know a hard a hard work. I think is what is is what came through, and I'm sure yeah, that you're the same. Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I suppose we say in the run up to to talk about me running for the council, and you know where was I going to run, and where where was best suited, and uh, where was there an opening? I suppose. You know, being at being 23 at the time when I when I declared that I was going to run, um, I obviously wanted a, a a breed of kind of you know the social media and that side of it. But and it comes back to what you were kind of talking about with with Sir McHugh, you know, the way canvassing works and and things like mm-hmm. that. And it was interesting to hear how she found it on the doorsteps. But I don't for well, look, it's hard to know what will happen in the future, but. It's, it's for me, nothing, nothing, the amount of money that you could spend in a campaign, nothing will compare 
being on the doorstep, knocking on someone's door, putting out your hand and shaking their hand, telling them who you are and where you're coming from and what you're looking for. And I don't, I think it's going to be very, very hard to ever replace that because a big complaint that I'd often hear, we'll say from people, uh, because we would really, yeah, look, everything else is secondary to us to knock you on the door. The posters, the the online campaigns, that's all completely secondary. The knocking on the door is the big thing. If you if the, if we never put up a poster, never did social media, any of that, um, the knocking on the door and every door. And I don't think I don't think there's a politician in the country that would blitz a county as quick and as efficiently. In other words, that you know that we're knocking on as many doors as possible, like. We say we only had four weeks for my father's general election campaign in 2020 was the last general election. Um, we had four weeks to canvas the county of Kerry. And we, I would go as far as saying that we definitely did 99% of it. Wow. Um, but that's, that's nothing to do with me or him. It's a testament to the team that we have. Um, and we never, obviously, we never found ourselves in a position. Usually we would have months to 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 canvas and that we'd have as many heavy rays on a door as possible having that having that experience having that experience behind you and and seeing how your father done it had to have um held held for you oh well definitely i mean definitely in when he ran for in 2016 i directed his campaign that time um and you know you see I suppose we would have been involved in elections growing up. Um, but 2011, I suppose, would have been the one where I would have been deeply involved in. And that was for the old Kerry South constituency. Uh, and then 2016, like I say, and himself and then Danny uh, uh, and entered, entered the race. And it, of course it does. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's no different to if you go out on the field and if you kick 40 balls every day, you're, you're, you're going to pick up and you're going to learn and you're going to learn from, you know, you see the likes of Morris Fitzgerald in with Kerry now and he'd be mentoring the likes of Sean Shea and David Clifford. Experience is everything. And one thing that we were always taught, always taught growing up was, you know, no matter if they're a year older than you or if they're 30 years older than you, they have more experience than you in the world. And uh, I was very fortunate during my election that I had a mix of canvassers that I brought in myself but I also had the old guard that had been with us since 1973. And it was very funny. One of the first days that I started canvassing in a place called Guinea Gula in County Kerry, it'd be, it'd be near the Cork border. Um, a man by the name of Richie McAuliffe, uh, who was with my grandfather from the early 60s and 70s, uh, sat into the car with me. And uh, he kind of looked at me and he said, listen here, no young lad. And he says, I've been doing this you now since 1973 with your grandfather, and we haven't lost yet. So <laughs> don't, don't, don't let that don't let that be you. In other words, you know, you, you actually ran against uh, uh, Kate Max McSweeney, and I actually I met yeah, yeah. I, I met yeah. Kate, Kate a few times. Big shout out yeah. to Kate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'd say yeah. she'll have another stab at it. I'd say we'll be meeting again. I'd very say. good. Yeah, she ran. <laughs> I think it was under the Shin Shin Fan Shin Fan. Yeah, no, a, a, a very good. She, it, a, and a, another interesting point about that is that she was the only uh, female candidate that we had in our constituency. At the time, out of I think eight or nine candidates. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah. No. Um. 
So no, like that that it's that sort of experience that you get with the team that we have, and every day is an, is a is a is a school day when you're with people like that, and and you learn so much, and and it it comes back to kind of everything that I've learned from about politics and and about life as such has come through people like that, and obviously my father and my grandfather and you know people like that. The- the the perception seems to have changed there's been quite a, a sea change in Irish politics in the last couple of years anyway with Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil obviously there was that civil war politics divide for years and years and then they got mm-hmm. into the confidence and supply agreement yep. and then they got into coalition together and this uh this flip of the the Taoiseach and all that mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people's eyes have kind of opened up to the fact that well, in my opinion, they're, they're almost like two heads of the same snake. And they're, they're yeah. very similar to a lot of their policies. Like Fianna Gael would be complaining what Fianna Fáil was doing back in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But they would have been doing the exact same thing themselves if they had the chance. Of course. And I, mean, seeing- I, think, I think every political party, if they found themselves in the situation that we were in at the time, would have no option only to do what was done at that time. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose... We- it like yeah, it was either that or nothing. But like, when when you when you look at the way things have changed, like, do you see your your previous alignment to Fianna Fall as it, that's why it was then, and this is the way things are now, or is there more? Is there a close, a little bit of an overlap? There's definitely no hangover from Fianna Fall anyway. I mean, I would have absolutely not one. I wouldn't say that there's one ounce of. Fianna Fáil inside me anyway okay. wow. well, well like I mean in terms of I mean I've no allegiance to the party I've no I've no link to the party I'm, I'm friendly with people well, that, that's actually re- refreshing to hear because you know once it's in, in a family especially yeah. in, in, in the west of Ireland like I think look, don't, don't get me wrong uh, my grandfather my grandfather was obviously uh, a Fianna Fáil foot soldier for, for decades and remained very loyal to Fianna Fáil, even when he was an independent. But I mean, I can understand that. I mean, if you're a member of a party who works so hard for the party, got so many Fianna Fáil candidates elected to, to different positions, and, and then, like I say, was, was a councillor for, for decades and, and was ultimately let down by the party in the finish. Yeah, I would have felt the same. I, I have yeah. to. I, re- so like, I read. I, mean, I read. I went through a few of the topics and, and a few of yeah. the. And, 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 yeah, he, and I would have felt the same. And throughout his fifteen odd years in the doll, he remained very loyal to Fianna Fáil. But I can understand that too. I mean, if I was a member of Fianna Fáil for decades and decades, and I found myself in the position of being able to um, do do a deal with them or whatever, I mean, yeah, I'd remain very loyal. But like, like I say, I'm different because. I was never a member of Fianna Fáil. I, I, I was born in 95. My grandfather was elected to Dáil in 97. And I, I would even, I'd say the same for my father and for Denny. I mean, they've, they've no, no allegiance to Fianna Fáil. They've no, they, their, their allegiance is to the people, the team around us and the people who elect them. And, and that, that is basically it because, you know, people will say, oh, you're Fianna Fáil, uh, Fianna Fáil gene pool nonsense like i mean like i say i i've i've probably as many friends in Fine Gael as i do as in Fianna Fáil and the same with Sinn Féin yeah, um yeah. so like 
it's nonsense like you know yeah, i think there's such a change there's been such a change in the way people view fina fall and fina gale over the last couple of years last decade anyway there is but there are lads there's a vicious cycle yeah let's yeah. just say Sinn Féin if they'll become the the next biggest party in the next in the next doll sure they which they it's more likely that they will okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But sure, in another 10 years, then she won't. We'll be back to Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael. Yeah, yeah it is. It's a vicious circle. It, it, it's a vicious cycle. That, that sometimes, is, it's, sometimes it's easier to be in the opposition. They, and, but they, well, they, it, it is, but I mean, I mean, look, I, I, and this is another thing that kind of annoys me because it shows how, uh, how our lack of understanding about how politics work here. When people say, we voted for change in the last election. You might have. But three parties with their combined, combined percentage are the biggest, are the biggest three parties. Mm-hmm. You and, argue that, yeah. and whether we like it or not, just because Leo Varadkar didn't get in in the first count, that's that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, that's not how it works here. And that drives me insane. Yeah. I couldn't give a damn if Leo Varadkar got elected or didn't get elected. But once you get elected, it doesn't matter whether you came first or tenth. Yeah. Whether you're, and, you're and there. this isn't first past the post at the end of the day, yeah. exactly. And we have to understand how our electoral process works here because that's ultimately, you know, if you want to make sure that you have a left leaning government, is you're giving uh, if you give someone a number seven and you get onto the seven count, that's going to help them, mm-hmm. you know. And didn't, and didn't, didn't uh, Michal Martin, it was something like five or six counts, he got he's four, yeah, oh, was it? But like, even for my council election, I couldn't give a damn if it was the 25th count once I got a seat. I, I really couldn't give a damn. And if it was by one vote, I wouldn't, I'd be the happiest man in the world. Of course. One thing that I hate, like I, I vehemently hate about looking at the doll over the last couple of years is there's this tactic of not one, when, um, when someone else is speaking that you read your own notes and you don't make any contribution to the debate because you're not giving them credit for what they're talking about. So Pierce Doherty was talking about, I don't know if it was the micro or the homelessness, or I think it might've even been in the, ins- the insurance um, thing that he's been on oh, for the last right, couple yeah. of years. And I can't remember who is, who, it, the camera keeps on panning back to the minister that he's talking to. And he will not look up. He's not engaging. And it's, I fucking hate it. And yeah. you're doing the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're like, well, I've got this view. I'm not going to listen to you. When they sit down and they shout back at them, 
they're not listening to them. So what oh, you actually well, do is not engaging in the debate. You're yeah. just going with your own talking points. That's it. And you're actually not looking to solve the problem. You're trying to be right. And mm-hmm. a lot of these fuckers aren't right on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and and I find that even when I'm, we say, if I was preparing notes for my father on a on a on a doll debate about something, sometimes he might say, "Will you write something out for me?" And I'd say, "I absolutely won't," because I said, "Number one, you sound awful when you're when you're reading something that's scripted." Yes. And I said, "You do way better when you have a couple Off of statistics, and when you have um when you have a few notes to prompt you on to keep yourself yeah, on track." In line, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, yes, and and to back up what you're saying. And like, I love being factual and having statistics and to back up your argument and you phrase it around that. And he does fantastic without yeah. when he's like, Speak yeah, from the heart. Remember, yeah. And I remember during a general election debate, it was quite, we use this as an, as a, as a, as a social media video after for Radio Kerry, they were doing a, a debate and the opening minute, you get to say your spiel and all the lads, four lads that were there with him had their piece and they were reading off the thing. And he had two notebooks up in front of him. And he fired them up in front of him and he just started talking and um, he did his minute. And uh, it, it comes across so much better. And I get what you're saying um, often for topical debates that happen in the doll where you submit your debates, it could be about anything. And the, the minister of the day will come in and it might not even be the minister of the department. They'll send some, some lad in with, with an, uh, uh, um, a couple of sheets prepared by a civil servant in the department and he'll read that out or he or she'll read that out and they mightn't be like you say after listening to one thing that they, that someone else is after saying but they'll come in with their prepared notes and it's so frustrating it's for it's, it's the person who's disingenuous. Yeah. it's um it's yeah. disrespectful to be honest it is disrespectful yeah it is it is and like disrespectful to, to yeah. the people that it affects because insurance mm-hmm. is a thing that massively affects people on the lower social economic scale that might struggle to um, get insured. It definitely affects um, younger people more than it does older people. Absolutely. You accumulate more, um, more points as you go, go along. And you you know, you, you're in with the insurance. I I literally only renewed my, my uh, insurance the other day. And I think it came out 853 euros. It came out with, and I made a phone call saying, can you do any better? 700. We yes. ended up at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I mean, but like, but, but like, why, why couldn't they just send out seven hundred to start with? Like, yeah. sure. If I didn't go, if I, if I was somebody who didn't bother, oh yeah, that's fine. Eight hundred fifty. Which most, which uh, most like, young people do. This is this is it. Like, and and so, and yeah. Look, yeah, look, and and I will give credit to Pierce Darty. He's done fantastic work on on the, on that insurance bill. Um, and he's a very he's a very able politician. In fairness to him, I think sometimes he might be in the wrong party, but he's he's um, <laughs> he's, he's very well able. In fairness to him, that's that, that's another thing that uh, that I do that we're so we're so uh, adamant about running politi- like politicians running other politicians down. I would love I would love to see in the doll when someone makes a, a great point that someone from the other party goes, "Listen, that is a phenomenal." At the end of the day. We're trying to run a country, a country that we all love. And if we can't get behind that, well, then we don't be arguing for the sake of arguing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd love I'd love to give credit where but credit I, is due. But I think that's where our county councils don't get enough kind of acknowledgement. I mean, I so obviously we have our county council that's made up of 33 councillors, but we have five municipal districts then, which are broken down to obviously 
we say my one is the Castle Island Corcoguina uh, Municipal District. So there's seven of us. And I have to say, like, across the party lines, of which it doesn't really matter, um, we get on great. It's very constructive. Um, you know, we're doing stuff for the betterment of or a, of the areas that the area, we're elected yeah. to represent. When, when there's, and we always discuss it at meetings, when there's an announcement to be made, we're not all running off an individual. We do joint statements out to the public together as, as mem elected members for the area. And like I say, I, I'm quite surprised at how, uh, how cooperative it is and everything, um, because obviously I didn't know, really know what to expect when I was going at the start. And um, like I say, it's, it's a joy to watch at, at yeah. times. But like I say, nobody ever sees it. If, it's like, the if, only thing happening up in the doll. If you've watched, if you've watched any of my other podcast or our other podcast, I, I do have this thing. Like, if you look after your own and your own quarter, and your your own your own people, then if everyone done that, it, it builds and it grows throughout nationally. Then or throughout oh, yeah. say, Swinford into the county. Into the... At the end of the day, you want your you want to have a, a home where you're proud of yeah, your neighbours and mm -hmm. you work for each other. And mm -hmm. maybe we have lost a little bit of that. Is it a more divisive? Like, there's lots of things that divide people. Politics is a major thing that people get very entrenched about. You know, they they, they associate yeah. themselves and their personalities with it. Whereas a lot of the stuff that they might be, like, I just an example, a, um, a cousin of mine was posting something up about electric vehicles. And... It, it was a bullshit post because it, but it's targeted at him. You know, it's yeah. the, like, the, it's a fake post. It's, it's been ran by, been pushed along by some fucking oil juggernaut and made by mm. them. And it's, it's nonsense, but he feels passionately about electric vehicles that it's, and, and I understand like, if it's not going to be a cure all, it's not going to change climate crisis. And there are mm. parts of, uh, electric vehicles especially lithium uh, mining that has a detrimental effect yeah i don't i don't i don't think that's a quick there's no quick fix to no, the problem but like he but his view is ha i told you look at this post and yeah there's a there's a lot of that and yeah where politics should be bringing people together a lot of successful politicians not this isn't just ireland centric but like look at boris johnson look at donald trump Dividing people is the way forward, or has been the way forward for a lot of politicians over the yeah. last couple of years. I think I think social media though has a lot to answer in regards to to how that is coming about now, um, because social media is a place where you can literally go on and say whatever you want, yeah. and get away with it, because unfortunately, and this is a point that I've been making recently, both politicians and the companies involved don't want to get up off their backside and do something about it. I mean, why should I be able to go on tonight and call Stephen a prick, even though he yeah. might But yet, I can... Or I might be. <laughs> yeah, but, but, like, but like, I can put that out there tonight, and sure, what can Stephen do about it? Yeah, Nothing. 100%. And, like, and like, that, that's very mild in terms of social media. I mean... I'll give, I'll give you another example of social media. I've made a load of, of videos and it, yeah. first and foremostly, they're, they're a joke. They're a, to give someone a bit yes. of a laugh, okay? Yeah. And if there's a message in it, well, then there's a message in it. Mm -hmm. But, but and I, well, I've said this before, we've got an awful lot of heat lately because 
like I'm vaccinated, right? I had to get for, through my real work or my real time work. I had to get vaccinated. I work in, in the, with the HSE. Yeah. And also I'm traveling to Sweden and, and I have kids. So yeah. I, it was and that's my choice to get choice. vaccinated, va- yeah. vaccinated. But because my my videos were this anti-government thing, they were firstly and foremostly they were they were to create a bit of crack. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, so a lot of the a lot of stuff that come out of the government is genuinely ridiculous. Sometimes. Ridiculous. Yeah. And it's I and lot. I was and every time every time they'd done something that was that was a little bit silly, I jumped on it. And yes, it, there might have been a message in, in a lot of the videos. But the first thing was to create a bit of a crack. Yeah. Um, but the anti, anti-vaxxers, a small minority of anti-vaxxers, loved, loved it. Loved it. <laughs> they got right hard on for you. Though. Oh, my God. So, so, then, so then I said I said a couple of days ago that I can't wait to visit. And again, it was, it was, it was, a, it was a joke post because I said, best of luck to all the restaurants and pubs that are opening up on Monday. Um, I, pl- I, I plan on visiting each and every one throughout the next week, which is an impossible achievement. Yeah. It was a joke. But give the, it a go. The, anti, the, <laughs> anti, the anti-vaxxers went nuts. Can't believe that you're supporting these. And I was like, firstly, it was a joke. And, and secondly, I'll support whoever, the, whoever I want to support. Exactly. <laughs> you know. No, but I, I think that that's the big issue as well in that we don't know how to take a joke anymore. Yeah. And, and the world has gone so PC and, you know, there's cancel culture out yeah. there for something that you might have said 10 years ago. Yeah. And, and I just think I don't buy into a lot of that nonsense because, like I say, I'm up for a laugh. And if you're not up for a laugh and if you think if you want to be so serious and hoity toity about something, that's your problem. Get over it. Yeah. Because, yeah. like I say, and back to the stage where we can relax and yeah. stop so uptight and take a joke and like move on with it like is your life so miserable like that you have to be trying to catch people out and that you're making other people in a room uncomfortable because people don't want to be open and free because they're afraid of upsetting you by saying something yeah that yeah yeah in reality isn't insulting or aimed to be insulting at not anybody. at all but some people and some people are looking for that thing but to, to latch it, it's a nuanced debate like someone like Let's put it this way. There's comedians like, I don't know if you, you'll remember this fellow, but he's a, a right or mid 80s to late 90s guy. His name is Chubsy Brown. And he's the most racist, racist comedian. And he was like, he's an English guy. He's really racist, but he got has a humongous following. It's annoying. It's in, it was fucking enormous. He was even going to, I think he was going to be playing there recently enough. He's an old guy now, like, right? But he, all of his comedy, was based in the fact that it was very racist, right? Now, that might have, you might have got away with that in a certain section of society back time, in the 90s and 80s or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. People wouldn't have called you out and you didn't have a platform to be called out. That won't ex- be acceptable now. No. And, for, and that's a good thing. I don't yeah. think, I, barely anyone would ever argue that. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that I have no confidence, definitely not in the Irish government, definitely not in the British government, or, or the American government of ever curtailing the um the these enormous goliaths the likes of Facebook, Twitter, like these social media platforms, like most my, like my parents' generation, they don't they don't realize how enormous these uh, these oh, um, yeah, yeah, these are fucking goliaths 
they're goliaths of industry and these like look at jeff bezos going to going to space in a dildo (laughs) 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 that's that's not normal these guys (laughs) they're escaping our planet and and like i i think we'll have no choice only to rein them in though because for the simple reason that it's hurting people and it, and it is it goes far as saying it's killing people we yeah. brought in a law in ireland coco's law uh with regards to revenge power in this country literally yeah. because that killed somebody yeah and but it had to get to that point before exactly. they made a law that's and, that's and insane. The, yes and this is the thing we as irish people historically have been constantly reacting to stuff instead yeah. of being, so getting back to our yes, first uh, argument, yeah instead of being proactive and saying oh yes social media great thing great advantages to it but let's put in a few caveats and a few a few regulations and rules and sanctions if rules are broken so that we can keep it a, a nice environment for everybody of course you're always going to have people who are going to act the fool and and go, take it too far yeah <laughs> let's have let's have rules and and i mean to be fair it's it's extremely um it's extremely um uh, disingenuous of the the social media companies to think that they can keep going the way it's going yeah. and not have to i mean the way that they intervened with the whole trump thing was the first time that we that we ever seen them really taking a proactive um uh proactive stance against something but i mean that's not good enough either like but so, that 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 sort of benefited them as well at the same time it, yeah. it was beneficial to themselves well like they, it's what they what what a lot of the Trump supporters in America say that it's free speech. And, but like, these are also private platforms owned mm-hmm. by that, by people. Mm-hmm. So the, the way I look at it, I've no faith in, in the Irish government or, and we have to speak about the Irish government because we're the only ones that can have an effect on the Irish government. We're the only ones that can choose the Irish government. I've no, yeah. I've no, no, um, like we don't, the Irish government for the last 30 years, does not want to curtail the profits of big corporations that like you need the big pharmaceuticals like apple dodging tax they don't want to get involved in that they want to give them a free right we have to pay our tax yeah yeah that's a fucking given they'll take it no matter what right but if there's so many loopholes for these big organizations and yeah they provide jobs the money they're siphoning out of this country is ungodly it's fucking outrageous. Mm-hmm. And Facebook and Twitter and Apple, they're all here. Google as well. Google. Google yeah. All of them are here for one reason. They're not here to give us jobs. They're here to fucking save on tax and make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. And the Irish government will never curtail that because they they're I I think there's they're too they've gone too far almost, you know. Yeah. And now yeah. unless the only way to change that is to have the right politicians to do it for the right reasons and to implement those changes. I th- I think it's it's ir- irreversible at this stage. Yeah, I, see, I think. Uh, so. On top of that, I I know that they've bought up and between them companies, they bought up an awful lot of property in Dublin as well. Land, data you know. centers. They even I I heard that this this is an amazing thing. Intel is Intel as a factory is going to use more power than the city of Galway once they've done the, the what they're doing at the moment. That 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Is insane. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> like our national grid sure. and the infrastructure is shit anyway. And yes. this one plant is. You know, and it kind of it kind of comes back to what we we're talking about a while ago with um, climate change and how kind of we find ourselves in like we're running out of electricity in this country, like we literally have generators going to be paying hundreds of millions for generators so the power so that the power won't be cut off in Dublin. Yet we have windmills across the country, and Kerry is I think Kerry has twenty percent of the windmills in Ireland. Can you believe? And um, and you know, a lot of that breaks up communities. It does, it's because of the, the proximity to people's properties and, and, and things like that. But yet we find ourselves in a situation where we're running out of power. Yeah. I mean, how does that, how does that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, so, you know, look, there's a lot of stuff that we'll have to put right before we can really tackle big issues. We have to, and I'm a big believer in this, we have to start with the basics. And well, 100%, 100% start with the basics. And getting back to basics, it was it was in my mind when we were on about proactive and should I react. And hmm. one thing that I noticed that the, the the councils do or the services do, they'll they'll go in and they'll open up a road, and they'll put down the water mains, and then they'll tear the road nice and oh, it'll be lovely, and then three months later they'll come <clears> along <throat> and they'll dig it up again and we'll put down the electric cables. Yeah. You know, and then they'll then they'll patch it up, and okay. they'll make the complete balls of it. <laughs> you know, these are, these are decisions, and the same with gas and so on and so forth. That are yeah. you see them that they're just not conjoined and not being intelligently yeah. made. If they if you do that in America, you you get the comp- the company that does it gets fined. Yeah, you know. Well, but see, this this is this is a big issue in that it the the dysfunction that's there between um public bodies. So obviously the water services were taken away from the local authorities with the glorious invention of Irish water mm-hmm. and, and, and the monster that that became. So, for example, a place not too far from me here, Kilcommon, um, relayed a new road there, but they need a new sewage scheme. And the new sewage scheme is coming in the next 12 months or, well, 12 to, 12 to 24 months. And that road is going to have to, because first of all, again. The, the residents, well, see, the residents, the council always said, we'll lay the road when the sewage scheme is put in, which was very fair. But Irish Water moved the goalposts and said, oh, we're not actually going to be doing that for another year or two. So why should the locals have to suffer with a diabolical state of a road? And so the council said, we're going to do the road, and it's up to Irish Water to, to reinstate it when they come along and do the sewage scheme. Whereas if the if the water services had been left with the councils like they should have been, yeah, the local authority would say to the water services crew, oh yeah, you're going doing that next week. We'll come in after we lay the road. Yeah, and yeah. like it just makes so much more sense instead of adding layer and layer and layer of bureaucracy that yeah. is simply and cost and cost you a fortune at the same time. Of course, it costs you more money as well. Yeah. Billions, absolute yeah. billions that have could have gone into 
service could have gone into funding the existing water services crew that are still carrying out the same work that they were doing before Irish Water were, uh, were existed. And if they had got those billions, well, sure, we wouldn't be eight days, 50,000 people wouldn't be eight days without water in Kerry like they were last week. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that now. Yeah, it's 50,000 yeah. 50, people uh, last week found themselves without water because one of the what biggest... They, or did they, did I did I see something where they were actually doing the water containers down in Kerry again? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was it because um, it affected the basically the main uh, central regional supply in Kerry. It burst a forty-year-old pipe, uh, burst uh, the other day, and um, I still have I had someone on to me last night from Farm Four who still didn't have water, and this happened last Tuesday. Yeah, that's so. Do know I do. I, mean. I do know that I I lived in in just outside Westport for a while. Uh, in a place uh, just at the foot of the reek, uh, Crowpatrick and Morrisk, and they they can't drink. They haven't been able to drink the water for years, yeah. and there's no there's oh, no. I, 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 where, where I'm living, I wouldn't drink the tap water. Yeah. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. way. No. Like, and like that comes back to like the, again climate change. Why why should we be going to the shop and having to buy bottled plastic water? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's simple things like that that we need to get right before we can start tackling the big stuff about trying saying yeah we'll take all the cars off the road like Eamon Ryan probably wants yeah. to do and, and it introduce yeah. the wolves back into society and things like that. So like, you know, there's a lot of nonsense and smoke being blown before. Um, look, we're obviously, I don't, we don't want to hold you up all day, but like we, they, we would, we'd probably get targeted for asking you easy questions. We might as well ask you a few couple <laughs> of the hard ones as well. But um, obviously you did have, you were, did have quite a controversy there. Um, a year or two ago where you ended up in court. Um, now, this mm -hmm. might be something you want to talk too much about, but um, mm -hmm. can we talk about that and uh, how it had an effect on your personal personal, and maybe your, your public life and your perception? Yeah, uh, definitely not an easy time. Not a whole pile, I can say about it, because it's still under appeal. Um, but definitely was a baptism of fire in that that news broke on the 1st of January, 20 in an area for my council election on the 2nd of January. So, nice. and I was going to houses, asking them for their vote and they had the Kerry's eye up on the front page, on the table and who was the front page? This guy. Um, I will to this day protest my innocence in that entire matter. And I still fight it through the courts uh, as, as best I can uh, to prove that. Um, but oh, definitely not easy. Uh, tough, tough to deal with. It's never nice going into court. Never nice being surrounded by media outside a courtroom no. um, where a decision is after being handed down that could have uh, have serious implications on the rest of your life. And uh, being surrounded by media, being asked questions. And I, I must say as well, the me the media used a picture. Uh, of you as well and you looked like you looked very intimidating coming out like which, yeah. they, which they always do i was like they're, they're good I, at getting those shots yeah yeah they're very good at getting the, those shots like you wouldn't mess yeah. with this dude and, and look, don't get me wrong people who listen to this will say you know oh god well you got what you deserve but i mean they don't they weren't there that night they don't know what happened i do and uh, like i say it's under appeal i still to this day protest my innocence uh, in in what happened that night and um, again, it, it's something that I'm very conscious of uh, because it's something that's thrown at me by people who don't like me and people who have a perception of me now. Um, that's 
couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah. Um, so look, it is what it is. I can only, I've learned to live with it and move on. It, 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 if you're, the question, did it affect me? It did um, for a good couple of weeks, but I'm glad that I had people around me um, who were able to support me and keep my mind on the right track. Because like I say, as a young person, um, and again, this is playing devil's advocate. People will say I got myself into this situation. I'd argue that I didn't. Um, and that it's not a nice place to be. It's certainly not a place where I have any intention of going back to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so look, yeah, not 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 a nice, not a nice time, still having to deal with it. Um, but hopefully, hopefully in, we'll in we'll the get it. In the inter- intervening time after you were in that fight or, and what happened said, we're definitely do- not here to judge because we know that no, no. mad stuff happens. <laughs> those those, um, those in glass cages shouldn't, yeah, throw, definitely, definitely shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> but but like for, for yourself, did you have any worries about your political career after the event? Absolutely. Um, and like I say, I just kind of said to myself, well, look, I mean, first of all, I we say the first, I'd say the first court court hearing didn't come up until, like I say, that time in 2019 where I had decided to run, and and um, of course, this plays in the back of your mind. What kind of effect will this have? But I said, look, this is something that I want to do. It's something that I've waited my whole life to do. Um, if it's to be, it'll be, and I'll work my hardest to convince people at the door that I'm the right person for them to elect and at the end of the day if they want to go and vote for me they will if they don't they won't and people who can see through we'll say what's being said in the media and things like that well look that's a matter for themselves but I went out knocked on the doors shook the hands told them who I was if they had questions about it look, I wasn't shying away from it I mean again and obviously there's only so much I can say but like it is what it is and I dealt with it as best I could and um I, I was worried of course I was worried and uh, you wouldn't be human you wouldn't be you wouldn't be human if, if you weren't worried about it is oh, yeah and of course is the future to see Jackie Healy Ray TD um <laughs> again well, look well look um junior my father my, fa- <laughs> really my, my father and Denny are obviously seeing seeing their their turns through the doll and i've no doubt that they'll be going again and look i want to i always am of the firm belief that you know obviously you have people who run for the doll straight away and i did my five years of we say my apprenticeship in the office now i'm in the county council where i would like to at least see 10 years if the people will have me and we'll see what happens from there but i'm a county councillor i'm so proud to be a county councillor and um, I take that responsibility, really, I hold that responsibility very high. And um, uh, whatever will happen down the line, we'll, we'll see what way the cookie will crumble. Um, just before, okay, so this is basically the last question. Usually when Peter, Peter is obviously not here with us today, his, he usually asks um, a question to any guest that we have on. And that is to for any advice to anyone that might be a young person, young man or woman that would like to get into politics and is take their first steps. Would you have any advice? And, and I'm going to double down on that and say in 20 or 30 years time and there's a little Jacqueline Healy Ray or Jackie Healy Ray running around, would you recommend for them to get into politics? So um, two, two questions there in one. 
yeah, for any advice for people who want to get into politics, um, get to know your community, uh, get to know, you know, I suppose get to know first, and this is where I'd really hone in, get to know how the political system in this country works um, and how the electoral process works. And I think, first of all, for anybody who thinks that politics is, you know, or a great place where people go to, you know, have a great time. I mean, if you like having your phone rang at six o'clock in the morning, and if you like having your last phone call, maybe at 12 or one o'clock at night, and if you like people, because if you're, if you're not good with people and if you don't like people, well, politics isn't for you. Uh, you have to be able to take it from both sides. And that's where uh, I suppose having a good, there's only so much that this brain can take at one time. And you have to have good people around you to support you. Um, but I would always say, start from the bottom. Do your apprenticeships, do your learning, you know, get, get experience in different uh, politicians' offices if you can, do a bit of canvassing, uh, you know, put up posters for people, get involved, whether you, of course, you'd like to try and do it with somebody that you agree with and things like that, but, you know, like for young people, get involved in the campaign, hand out a few leaflets, just, you know, put up a few, put up a few posters and knock on a few doors and get a feel for it that way. And, um, but I definitely think that we need more young people um, in politics, it, 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 it happened, there was a good few young people who ran in across the country in 2019 for the council. Um, but like I say, I think we need, we definitely need more of it. I mean, if you look at the average age of Kerry County Council, I'd say it's definitely in the, in the 50s, I'd say, I'd say at this stage. Um, but, you know, so yeah, look, definitely, I'd, I'd love to see more young people. And that's how I would, that's what my advice would be in trying to get involved. But in terms of your question, Stephen, I mean, my father never, ever pushed politics on any, any of us. Um, and you'd see that from right down to my sisters who wouldn't have a political bone in their body. Um, and I'd say if you asked them to explain to you how the electoral process in the country works, they'd find it hard to describe it to you, uh, despite the amount of politics that's spoken around our table. But um, I, I wouldn't know. I, I mean, it's either something that you like or you don't like. Uh, and it's something that you're into because, again, it's so much revolved around people. And if you don't have a connection with people and if you don't like people and talking and it's, you know, the act of conversation is dying so much these days because of social media and texting and all that. And I'm not trying to paint myself as, a, as an ancient grand, grandfather <laughs> in, the back, in the back of the room saying, what are you at? But like, you know, I love talking to people and I love conversating with people. So if, you know, if I'm lucky enough to have children down the line, um, I would definitely expose them to it, bring them to meetings. I have a, I have a little niece now and I, I'd be mad to bring her to a few council meetings and see, see what she'd think of it and things like that. And if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't, because politics definitely is not for everyone. Um, and like I say, it's it can be rough and tumble uh, at the best of times and uh, you you have to have a, a steeliness i think uh in in kind of and i'm sure a thick skin as well oh yeah big time big time because you know you're you can be the best fella in the world one day and you can be the greatest one, yeah, I well, eat, eat, one of my favorite sayings is uh eating bread is soon forgotten oh absolutely 
absolutely we have we've short memories uh at the best of times but uh but yeah no like i say um definitely would would expose them to it but it's i i'm a great believer in letting people find their own paths and you know live your life is, is the biggest thing that i could ever say to any young person is live your life and see how you get on you know the, don't be too worried about leaving certs or college like i did my leaving cert um i went to college for three or four months and i fell into i i i've been working with my father then in the office because that's what i wanted to do yeah and that's what i seen myself doing down the line and just because your mother and father thinks that um going to doing an arts degree in ucc is the best thing for you to do you know i mean parents have to get away from this realization college isn't for everyone mm -hmm. and that's where i feel that there's we say we have a shortage of trades people in the country at the moment be it plumbers or carpenters or electricians because there's a snobbery amongst irish parents that they think that johnny or mary are too good for for a trade and that they should go away to ucc and spend all their money which, which is crazy. There's a great living to be made in the trades. If they only absolutely, knew. absolutely. So anyway, that's my rant over. <laughs> that's uh, but it's a good mes message to fin finish up on. And wait now, before we finish up, and I'm going to ask you the most important question <laughs> of of all. No, no, he's supporting Mayo for the alarm. Of all, of all, <laughs> we can't have a carry man on and not ask him who's going to win the all Ireland uh, this he, year. He knows it's Mayo. <laughs> oh, I, I, do you know what my biggest fear is? I'm, I'm, I'm even, I, I'm looking at the Kerry Tyrone game now, and I'm saying, I'm saying the Kerry definitely have enough to to see past Tyrone. But my biggest fear is that we won't be playing Dublin in the final. And if we're not playing Dublin in the final, I don't know, it just wouldn't sit well with me. It's, we, if we're going to win the All-Ireland, we have to beat Dublin. Um, yeah. And I think that we have enough to do it. But I, I would go, I would think that Mayo have enough to see Dublin off in the semi-final, but... We'll see. Well, okay. uh, do you know what? You couldn't have answered that in a, in a more political yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most healing thing you've done since you've come yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I thought this lad's a politician. It, it was, was, was anti-Dublin, but it was uh, very pro Very pro good, very good. Listen, at, at that, at that uh, Jackie, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go. It was brilliant talking to you. Thanks a million, lads, for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Right, guys, thank you so much for watching the episode. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, please hit the like button, subscribe, share it with whoever the feck you want. And massive thanks to Jackie Healy-Ray for coming on and chatting with us. It was great. See you in the next one, guys.